1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oilers
0: now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers radio, six 30, Chad. All right. Welcome back, everybody. It is one thirty four 34 in Edmonton, Bob Stauffer and Brendan Escott with you. The board firing off as we speak. Hey, it happens. It's a busy board. This is Oilers now. And, uh, Huge game tonight in the Western Hockey League. The number one and number two ranked teams in major junior hockey. The Winnipeg Ice, who have lost just twice this season. Once was to Edmonton. Edmonton's ranked number two. And that was before the Oil Kings had Jake Neighbors back from junior. Or uh, back from the NHL. And before they acquired Caden Gooley from the Prince Albert Raiders. Uh, both players will be on the world junior team. Joining Sebastian Cosa and likely Dylan Gunther. So a big one tonight in the Western League. Today was the U.S. draft. Edmonton made a couple picks. Tomorrow is a very pushback WHL Bantam draft. Normally it takes place in May, but because of the situation with the pandemic, it was moved uh, to December. To talk about uh, the two drafts, the uh, U.S. draft... In the Western Hockey League draft, we welcome to the show a guy who's uh, grinded away the last several years, worked his way up, even spent some time with the Leafs organization, Edmonton Oil Kings Scouting Director Michael Chan. He's our Oilers now headliner for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Hey, Michael, how you doing? I'm
1: good, Bob. How are you?
0: Good. Uh, you wrapped up the uh, first of all. Are you in town or are you with the team? Where are you guys? Where's your head? Where's your uh, your headquarters?
1: Your draft room for this? I'm in town, and we're bunkered up uh, in the Oil Kings dressing room because the team's on the road, and got our war room set up our, in the dressing room.
0: When did you take over uh, becoming the Oil Kings scouting director? I believe it was August eighth. Okay. And Jamie Porter went to, was it Colorado or Arizona? Where did he end up going to? Jamie's in Colorado. He went to Colorado. So, uh, for our listeners, so they're kind of aware, were
1: you not with the, was it the Maple Leafs? or the, Where were you before this? I was working with the uh, Toronto Marlies and, yeah, with the Leafs organization. Okay. Uh, so this is a little bit of, you're doing something a little bit, to, how, how, do you, how do you like the scouting game? How are you finding it? You know what? I'm, uh, I'm enjoying it a lot. It's it's definitely a different challenge than being on the coaching side. But uh, Kurt, Jamie, uh, Randy Hanch, and 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 Jamie Novakowski, they've they've involved me in the draft over the past five six years, and and I've enjoyed that that side of of hockey operations. And and Kurt uh, presented me this opportunity to have a bit bit more involvement. So uh, I've been really excited about being in the job and. And it's it's been fun so far.
0: Now I was under the impression, uh, and you can correct me, is it, is it next? It must be next season. You guys have the number one uh, uh, pick in the American draft, that, and that's just you. You don't get it based on standings, right? You just there's just sort of an open draw. Is that how it works for the American draft?
1: Correct. So this upcoming May, we'll have the first selection in the WHL US Priority Draft, and it is determined by a lottery. Okay,
0: tell me this, uh, two picks today uh, for the WHL-US Prospects draft, uh, a defenseman by the name of Torrey Pitner and a forward by the name of Tyler Atchison. Uh, what can you tell us first about Tori Pitner?
1: What can I tell you about Torrey? Um, Tory is a roughly six-foot right-handed defenseman, um, plays a very cerebral game, um, very good skater for his size, and makes excellent decisions with the puck. Has a lot of poise and patience. Um, we think he's going to be a good prospect for us.
0: And Tyler
1: Atchinson is a forward out of Las Vegas. What's the kind of, Go for it. Yeah, Tyler a forward out of Las Vegas. He's playing in Chicago for the Windy City Storm program, and um, he's a two-way winger. He's shown an ability to score goals in the past, and His brother, Eric, plays for the Spokane Chiefs, so we think he understands the commitment level it takes to to succeed at this level. So we're excited to have Tyler on board as well. How old are these kids? It would be 2006 born. Okay, so they're 15? Correct. Okay, they're
0: 15-year-old kids. The fact that you have Rodgers, is there any limitation on how many American kids you can have in your lineup in the Western Hockey League?
1: There is not a limitation, no. Okay,
0: and it's certainly something that Portland exploited to their advantage for a number of years. We know some of the stories there. Uh, the fact that you've got the horsepower of Rogers Place with the the best dressing room in the Western Hockey League um, and the level that the program has been at the last couple of years, is this a uh, an added incentive, do you think, for potential uh, American kids who are looking at the whl route versus maybe staying and playing uh, junior a hockey and then uh, playing in the ncaa
1: Yep, absolutely i think uh it does a great job of kind of introducing us and and them knowing who we are and then further to that obviously like you said with the success of the program that that helps with the notoriety and then uh, it's kind of been once we've got to know these prospects and stuff. I think we have an excellent staff here with with Kurt, Brad Lauer, and Luke Pierce, and and I think that part of it, the people part of it, is uh, has been an instrumental as well. Uh, you just draft best
0: player available, or do you target specific positions? I mean, you're talking 15 year old kids. It's a it's a bit
1: of a long play. Yeah, absolutely. I think for sure we want to draft on the skill set and at first, but. Um, you would kind of like to have probably four players play a year and and at some point in the process you want the portfolio to be balanced for lack of a better term but I'd say the primary consideration is is certainly their ability
0: Um, I I took three calls uh, from agents in the west here tomorrow is the WHL Bantam draft Uh, it's a pushback draft which normally takes place in may michael and i'm just wondering how challenging was it given some of the covid protocols that were out there the limitations not a lot of viewings for some of those kids when they were 14 uh the reliance maybe on information that you have from some of the respective academies was it a different year to prepare for for this year's draft
1: well being on my first draft i guess it's all i know but uh I think Kurt set up a great infrastructure for me to walk into. We had three scouts that were seeing every province and, and going down to the states and traveling as well. You know, Jamie Novakowski, Nell Zeckman, and Del Reed, who have a ton of experience, uh, they kind of helped me help me along the way. And uh, I think we we're able to get a, quite a bit of ground covered in the short time we did have. So we feel we feel pretty good going into tomorrow. Uh, how many picks do you have? We have.
0: Nine picks, I believe. Okay. Uh you got you, you traded away one of the first rounders. The first rounder they got in the Connor uh, Donald trade, uh, where you moved him to Kelowna. Kelowna went for it in the uh, nineteen twenty season. They were hosting the Memorial Cup. You ended up getting their first rounder, of course that Memorial Cup got canceled. Uh, and you just moved that pick to the Prince Albert Raiders and the Caden Gooley trade. So you do have a number one. Do you have a number two? No, we don't have a second or third. Okay, so you you got a bunch of later-on picks, but you do have a number one. Any thought process to in a perfect world? Uh, would you be making a pick with that first-rounder, or could you see it getting dealt maybe for a second or third so you
1: end up with a couple extra swings at the bat? I, uh, That's a good question. Uh, there's some stuff being kicked around right now, but I think – I would put the odds on us making the selection as of now.
0: So the the 2021 WHL Bantam draft is in December. The 2022 WHL Bantam draft reverts back to uh, the normal time of year, which is May. Which draft is deeper, do you think?
1: That's hard for me to say right now because I think a lot of – building out the player profile and, and figuring out a lot of where they're at mentally with their mindset and stuff has been coming in a little later in the draft so to be honest with you, I don't have a great answer for that yet but I think both classes are, are very strong. There's lots of lots of good players available for the 06 and '07s.
0: I really respect the fact that you didn't try to BS me uh, with that answer. I think that's good. Michael Chan joining us right now. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, just just it, it's it's one of the challenges, and I you know I know a couple fathers whose sons have remarkably overcome their genetics and are on the radar screen for the first couple of rounds of the uh, of the Bantam draft this year. Uh, you gotta do. You gotta do your work, don't you? You gotta know who is gonna go the WHL route, and maybe who is thinking of staying in the NCAA. Um, and 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 so, is it as much in terms of recruiting the parents and the families as it is the respective kid?
1: Yeah, absolutely, Bob. I think you know the player is part of their family, and at the end of the day, these kids are fifteen years old, and maybe they'll be fourteen. So. That, to me, for us to be comfortable as an organization, I think the whole family has to to be on board and and, uh, understand the path we're trying to take their kid down. So it is a lot about about the families and and getting them to understand uh, kind of the way we do things here.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, look, you, the, the track record speaks for itself. There's a lot of people are, that care about junior hockey. They're going to be watching that game tonight between Winnipeg and Edmonton. You're going to be losing four of your. Is uh, when you lose your players, they've got. I know they're on a road trip right now into uh, Manitoba. Uh, when do the guys go off to the World Junior team to their, the selection camp? They're flying out of the Winnipeg airport tomorrow morning. Bob. So they're playing the game tonight, and then boom, they're gone. I know that uh, Xavier Borgo has been invited as well. He's an Oilers draft pick. He, His team's in action tonight. I'm not sure whether or not he's playing, but I'm going to be intrigued to see if that's the case. So, hey, uh, Michael, good luck, and uh, we'll uh, be interested to see what uh, sort of machinations occur, whether or not you guys acquire an extra pick or something. Uh, tomorrow, I know that uh, you're going to need uh, a little bit of help uh, in terms of depth-wise here of and we'll see if there's maybe another piece that and, and so people are aware the WHL has a trade moratorium on current players in the league right now so you, and that can't normally, uh, that would occur at a draft and will again occur in May uh, coming up uh, th- this year. You're going to be a busy man over the next six months best of luck tomorrow. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Bob. Uh, you bet. That is Michael Chan. He uh, is the scouting director for the Edmonton Oil Kings, and he's grinded his way up And uh, at one time. Was the video coach at the University of Alberta for Ian Herbers. Did a real good job there. Was part of Herbers' back-to-back championship teams in 14-15. And then worked with the Oil Kings. And then went off to uh, the Maple Leafs organization to work uh, with the Marlies. And then was brought back uh, into Edmonton. 146 in Edmonton. Bob Stauffer and Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now. Again, uh, the Oil Kings moving up to number two in the Canadian Hockey League rankings. The Winnipeg Ice are number one. They meet tonight. We will tell you that the best pizza in the city, still making it a great, is Royal Pizza. Pizza passed in so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over uh, 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 14 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The stoffer recommendation is the Mediterranean Chicken. Brendan's a big fan of the Texans, who might have to start Davis Mills at quarterback this week. We'll head off to a quick timeout, come back with uh, this day in order's history, and as promised, get to some of your texts. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio. Six thirty, Chad. One thirty-seven in Edmonton. It is a Wednesday, and this text comes in on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, what happened to David Staples from the Cult of Hockey? You mentioned yesterday he was on the show. Uh, David is uh, fighting the effects. He's got a bad head cold. He went out to start up his car or something and came down. I'm just kidding. He, uh, With all seriousness, he's he was having problems talking and uh, took a pass this week. We'll endeavor to get him on the show next week. So there you go. Uh, again, you can text us at any time at 780-496-0063. Cal in Spruce Grove says... Bob, not bashing Miko Koskinen, but quite often those early goals are mostly weak, usually first couple of shots, and it deflates the team. I think it's time to find somebody better if that's possible. Not Flurry, not Price. Um their expenses and having their own uh, expensive and having their own struggles of their own with save percentages and health. When is Mike Smith back? It's been 10 weeks roughly and still a no show time to cowboy up or find a second choice. Maybe play Skinner to see what we have still not sure if he's a backup. Uh, it'd be great if he was. Yeah. Uh, let's see what happens here over the next couple of weeks. But I, I, I do think that, you know, we're, we're seeing a, a dip in the goaltending over the last three games. Skinner, Uh, Got the start in Seattle. I didn't like three of the goals. Maybe I'm being too hard. You'd say two for sure. Uh, I mean, Skinner's dropped four of his six decisions. Kloskinen's won 12 of his 16, but has given up nine goals in the last two games. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Bob, uh, can you watch the Oilers with just a negative test result? Yes. It's. They're still accepting uh, people in the building, are they not, with a negative test result? I believe they are. Bob, do you see the orders trading for a goalie before the deadline? I would suggest to you that that is the potentially 2 to $4 million question. That would be my response to that. Whatever does that mean? Again, you can text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Bob, we should get rid of Cleftbomb, Cassian, Archibald, Koskinen, and Smith, and get two good goalies from Khalid. All right. So Cleftbomb's at uh, four point two million on LTIR. Cassian's at three point two million with two years left. Archibald's a pending UFA at one point five. Koskinen is a pending UFA at four point five. Smith has another year in his uh, deal left at like two point two five. You're just not going to be able to get rid of all that. That's all there is to it. Uh, certainly, Archer, like, I think there'd be a couple teams that would take Koskinen, depending if you went out and got another. I mean, what's Buffalo doing? Does anybody know? I guess they went and traded for, you know, but right now, Miko's the best, you know, the most experienced starter the Oilers have which is not to guarantee that he's getting a call tomorrow because I don't know what's going to happen. The Oilers didn't practice today. CBA mandated off day. And you can make an argument after the last two starts. Maybe it's a t- turn to throw uh, Stuart Skinner back in there. Let's go to the stay in Oilers history for New West Travel. Looking for a great Oilers road trip? You fly nonstop to Nashville with Flair Airlines. Watch the Oilers play for only 1750 bucks. You can reach out to New West Travel at newwesttravel.com. On this date back in 1985 and during the 85-86 season where I learned one of the greatest lessons ever in life. What happened, Brendan?
1: Yari Curry opened the scoring with his 250th career NHL goal. The Oilers go on to beat the visiting Chicago Blackhawks 4-3 at Northlands. Uh, Marty McSorley, a rare two-goal night, and Andy Moog secured the win and goal to bring the team's record to 24-4.
0: And the lesson I learned is you can have all the talent in the world. That was the 85-86 season. But if the other team matches your work rate or works harder or works smarter, sometimes uh, margins are tight. And the Oilers lost four times to Calgary in the playoffs that year. And Calgary was very close talent-wise to Edmonton. The Oilers had better higher-end skill, but Calgary was dedicated to their approach. It was a learning lesson for the Oilers players. And they would go on to win three Stanley Cups in the next four years. Including one without Wayne Gretzky, which is an incredible accomplishment. This day in Oilers history, brought to you by New West Travel. Looking for a great road trip? Fly nonstop to Nashville with Flair Airlines to see the Oilers play for seventeen hundred and fifty bucks. Again, you can reach New West Travel at newwesttravel.com. Uh, Bob, what about uh, Barry? Uh, what about uh, Tyson Barry for Yanni Gord? Or Yamamoto for Greenway and Cassian for Picks. Um, I could see Seattle needing an offensive power play specialist. Right now, I I mean, Giordano's contract's up in a year, at the end of the year. Vince Dunn's kind of running their power play. So I could see that being a possibility that they might be the type of team that would be in on Tyson Berry. I'd also see Seattle as a team that would be in on Kyler Yamamoto makes sense in that market. He played his junior hockey in Spokane. I don't see a deal Yamamoto for Greenway. Greenway is a big, physical kid. I don't know how tough he is, but he runs around, and he has taken fights against some of the best guys in the league. And I'm not sure what's going to happen with Cassian. Uh, Bob, Jamie says, Bob, a negative test result must be within 72 hours of puck drop to enter into Rogers place. Yeah, I thought that was the rule that was still uh, in place. Again, you can test us at 780-496-0063. Todd from Troshu is going to get the last word in the Ashley Fine Flores text line. Bob, uh, I see a bigger problem beyond goaltending, and that's the lack of grit and sandpaper. I don't think the orders are physical enough or hard enough on pucks and definitely lack swagger. I watch Calgary, and there always seem to be a bit of bite in their game. It's going to be worrisome come playoffs. Well, you know what? Any concern over the playoffs until Edmonton proves they can win in the playoffs is completely fair. It is. I think part of the reason why Nima Leinen might get a longer look than people think is because he's got exactly that. He's got some bite. So, there you go. Here we go. Uh, we will tell you that we'll have a full preview of tomorrow's matchup between Edmonton and Boston. The Bruins are in Vancouver tonight. Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrus for GCL Diesel tomorrow, as well as Kevin Weeks from the NHL Network and ESPN for Canadian Power Pack. Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. Reed Wilkins has inside sports tonight. What's you got shaking, Brendan? Uh, you're going to hear from
1: Kelly Rudy from NHL Hockey on Rogers, uh, Boston Bruins fan, minor hockey coach and the host of Shea Gannam on 630 Chad, Shea Gannum. and former Elk safety a good friend of Bob Stauffer, Trent Brown
0: How come he keeps getting Trent on like what's with that? Hey, Trent's a good dude great player back in the day Adam Morrison, Golden Bears hockey team was a spectacularly gifted player an electrifying guy to watch and Trent Brown was pretty special in around the same time late 1980s at the U of A all right. Up next, the global news, weather, traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breckenridge today from two to three, then six thirty. Chad afternoons with Jalen Nye. I'll rejoin you tomorrow at noon from Rogers Place. So long, everybody. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio six thirty. Chad.